This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now. Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We're going over quarterbacks and running backs today, going into week five of the NFL season. This is Faraz Sadiqi. A few injury updates before we get started. Austin Eckler, he expects to be back next week. The Chargers have their bye this week, and he says he should be good to go by Monday Night Football against the Cowboys. He's you know He goes back to a top-five play in his first week back, uh, even if it's against the Cowboys, and then probably will be a top two play the week after that, assuming that he's all set and good to go. Uh, Cooper Cup is practicing. No word on whether he'll play this week or not. We'll have to stay tuned there, but you know he was listed as a limited participant in practice on Wednesday, but Sean Mavay said that he wasn't limited, which means he was probably doing more than a limited practice would indicate. Uh, that could mean that he'll play this week. We'll see, though. Uh, if he does play, he'll probably be in my top 10. Okay, uh, what else we got going on here? Jonathan Taylor practicing in full on Wednesday, but we know that this is a complicated situation. You know, We'll see when they announce that he's playing. If they announce that he's playing this week, I have him ranked as an RB2, just in case they don't give him the whole workload in his first game back. It's also a tough matchup against Tennessee, uh, but that part doesn't matter as much to me. If all goes well this week, I'll likely have Taylor as a solid RB1 next week. Matthew Stafford had that hip injury, but he's practicing in full as of Wednesday. Kyron Williams missed practice. He had that hip pointer injury, but Sean Mavay said that it was just precautionary and he could it could be a rest day. So that would be nice if he gets back in practice on Thursday. Uh, I'm not worried about it too much, but Ronnie Rivers would be the guy to pick up in case Kyron misses this week. Javante Williams didn't practice on Wednesday. The reports were that he shouldn't miss time, but it's still possible that he does since he's coming off that ACL plus injury. Um, they should take it easy with him, but we'll see what they do. You never know with Sean Payton. If he doesn't play, you don't really want to play any of these running backs against the Jets, but Jaleel, McLaugh- Jaleel McLaughlin has more juice than Samaji Pirine. He'll probably be my preferred play, but Pirine will likely get goal line opportunities if they get inside the five justice hill still limited in practice it's possible that we see gus edwards taking on a big workload once again he played on 70 percent of snaps last week so that's pretty significant and not something we're used to with the ravens backfield but i think justice hill is still a hold um you know if you can until he gets right uh keaton mitchell 
is a prospective ad as he's coming off of IR. He's back in practice. He's an undrafted rookie um, who, you know, made some waves in the preseason, looked good. He could see some playing time given how ambiguous this Ravens backfield is right now. But long term, my bet is still on Justice Hill to eventually get the, be, be the guy, the 1A at the very least, if he gets healthy. Debo Samuel's back to practicing, but just got a limited in on Wednesday. Uh, Cowboys, 49ers this week. This should be a good one. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hit on this 49ers matchup tomorrow in terms of these wide receivers. Debo and Ayuk. Um, spoiler alert, I do like Ayuk more, not because, not necessarily because of Debo's injury, but we'll talk more on wide receivers and tight ends tomorrow. And we'll focus on quarterbacks and running backs in this episode. Amon Ra didn't practice on Wednesday with an abdomen injury. We'll see where he's at on Thursday. That's something to monitor. Miles Sanders was limited in practice on Wednesday with a groin injury. It seems like he's still not 100%. We'll see if he gets some full practices in. Otherwise, I'd expect Chuba Hubbard to be pretty involved, just like he was last week. T. Higgins didn't practice. We'll see where he ends up you know, this week, you know, if he gets a full practice or not, or, or gets any limited practices in, um, I, I doubt he plays with that rib fracture, but it's possible that, you know, he just put some extra padding on, take some pain killers and some injections and he might be good to go, but we'll see. Um, I think, in, I think overall, like Higgins is a bit of an avoid for me if he does go, but you know, players do play sometimes on fracture ribs. Okay. Saquon practice on a limited basis on Wednesday. If he gets some full practices in, I'll be a little bit more confident in him going into this week, but no word on whether he'll play just yet. All right, let's start quarterbacks. Before we do, if you could just take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app, if you can hit that plus sign, hit that follow button, it would help us out so much. I have Patrick Mahomes at one this week in a great matchup against Minnesota. That secondary is not good. And Mahomes can carve it up, right? They're playing in a dome as well. So that helps. At two, I have Josh Allen. At three, I have Jalen Hurts against the Rams. Lamar Jackson at four against Pittsburgh. Anthony Richardson at five against Tennessee. Those two guys, so you know, somewhat interchangeable right now, but both have really good matchups. I lean Lamar just by a hair. This is the highest I've had Richardson ranked this year, but the way that he's running his 22% design rushing attempts, you know, Better than I thought accuracy. His goal line role, his weapons have good matchups this week. It's hard not to like him. Okay. I have Tua at six against Giants. Kirk Cousins at seven against Kansas City. The Chiefs, the Chiefs have allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, but I think Cousins and this passing offense is going to be the best test that this Chiefs defense had faced, you know, has faced so far. Um, and, you know, I also think that, you know, this is, this is going to be a high-powered game. Uh, in a dome in Minnesota. So 52 and a half total, by the way, according to Fantasy Life Game Hub. So keep that in mind going into this weekend if you're trying to decide whether you want to play Kirk against what looks like on paper a bad matchup, but I'm not overly worried about it. Justin Fields at nine. I do like him on Thursday night against Washington. I would love for him to get more design runs like he did in week two and three, but it went back down to 10% last week. And I'm hoping it goes back up on Thursday night, but either way, it's a good matchup. You know, overall, I think I'd rather play him than CJ Stroud just by a hair. CJ Stroud's probably safer, but you know, he has a relatively tough matchup against Atlanta. I like Sam Howell tonight as well, but I, I think I also prefer fields over Sam Stafford dubs. Uh, I'm sorry, Stafford, Josh Dobbs, 
Jared Goff. They're the ones that I have up next here. Um, I like Dobbs overall, but I think he has a pretty tough matchup. However, if you're looking for a safe floor, you know, the rushing, you know, should provide that. You know, he's he's rushed for 40 yards three in three straight games. He's rushing a lot more. In the first game, he didn't really rush the ball too much. Um, so, you know, there's that. But it is a tough matchup. Stafford, I think I'll move him up once I know that Cup is playing because the matchup is great against Philly through the air. It's a very attractive matchup. It might not, it might not seem like it at first glance, but it's pretty nice. These wide receivers do their thing, and quarterbacks do as well. Um, so I, I think all those guys I mentioned are solid streamers this week. I think after Fields, I like Stroud, Howell, Stafford, and then Dobbs in that order. Okay, I have Trevor Lawrence like really low in my rankings. He's a QB 21 on the year so far in fantasy points per game, and he hasn't had a great fantasy day yet this season. He's going into Buffalo, even without Tredavious White. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Lawrence this week. So I'm, all the guys that I mentioned, I think I'm playing all of them over Trevor Lawrence this week, which is kind of crazy to say. And this is probably the week where he's going to blow up because I said that. By the way, you guys can check out the full positional flex and super flex rankings at arbahamfantasy.com. You can see my rankings. You can see Tyler's rankings, Zach's rankings, all along with our consensus as well. So you can also ask me for fantasy advice as we, you know, move along. You know, this season, I'm available over text message. You can find out more at arbahamfantasy.com or just click the link in the description of this episode. All right, let's move on to running backs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CMC at one against Dallas. Tough overall matchup for the 49ers. But this is the 49ers, right? This is Christian McCaffrey. There's no matchup you're playing, you know, another running back over him. It doesn't matter. It's CMC or nobody, right? Bijan's at two. He gets a great matchup against Houston. They're giving up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. He's averaging five catches per game. He's an extremely efficient runner. He should get 20 touches in this one, and that should get it done for you. I have Tony Pollard at three. Um, there aren't many running backs who should get more opportunity than Pollard in close games. Um, you know, we should get a close game in this one, or at least one where Dallas is down, and that works for Pollard's fantasy value as well. We just want, don't want them to go like you know, super up there because then we know that these backups could take some rushing attempts away from Pollard. But like, he's a guy who's getting targets on the backfield right now. He's being targeted on eighteen percent of his routes. So we could see Pollard get five to six targets in this game, assuming that it is competitive. Kyrie Williams had a big fantasy day against his 49ers in week two, and he's someone who's getting similar opportunity than what uh, you know than what I'm expecting Pollard to get in this game. Josh Jacobs is at four for me this week. It's really hard to not like him at home against Green Bay. You know, Jimmy G's back. Jacobs has been a disappointment this year, obviously overall, but he's sixth in expected fantasy points per game for the year. There's a five-point-per-game delta in where he's actually at in fantasy points and what he should be getting. So something's got to give, right? And this is the matchup where it can happen. Like we spoke about a couple weeks ago, the target distribution is so tight 
is so tight between Devontae, Jacoby, and Jacobs. Right? He he obviously got a ton of targets last week from Aiden O'Connell. But let's look at the first three weeks of the season with Jimmy G on Fantasy Life's utilization report. 17% target share, 25% targets per route run, getting all the goal line work, getting all the two-minute work, 77% of the rushing attempts. This dude is getting bell cow type of usage, right? He's just been really inefficient. The good thing is that the Packers have given up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this year, and they've given up the third most receptions to running backs as well. So it's hard not to have Jacobs in the top five this week. I have DeAndre Swift at six, which is probably way too high, but he's the primary back on a good offense. The rushing share between him and Kenny Gainwell widened by a good margin last week. Swift went from handling 53% of the running back rushing attempts in week three to 78% of the rushing attempts in week four. Okay, that's, that's very significant. And among qualifying running backs, his offensive line is providing him with the second highest yards before contact per attempt, only behind B. John Robinson. DeAndre Swift himself is in the top 10 in yards after contact per attempt. And he's also being stuffed behind the line at the lowest rate of any qualifying running back. So the efficiency is going to be there for Swift. The Rams ranked seventh worst in yards per carry given up to running backs so far this year. So here we are in week five, ranking DeAndre Swift as a fantasy RB1. You'd love to see it. Let's hope it sticks. I have Brees Hall at seven, and I know this is super aggressive, but A, Robert Sala and Brees said Brees doesn't have any workload restrictions anymore. Okay. B, he's going up against Denver this week. He broke off a few really long runs against Buffalo in week one, a really long run last week against Kansas City. He's just itching to break out at this point. And I'll also see this is a, a revenge game because this is where he tore his ACL last year. All right. 9.4% of Brees Hall's runs have gone for over 15 plus yards. That's third among qualifying running backs. He ranks 12th of 44 qualifying running backs in missed tackles forced per attempt. Among those running backs, he ranks second in yards after contact per attempt. Okay. So I'm taking the shot on Brees. I'm putting him in my, in my lineup this week. This is the type of matchup that I don't want to miss out on with someone as talented as him. Okay. The Broncos, by the way, they're giving up the most fantasy points to running backs, but you guys probably already knew that. All right. There is a chance that Zach Wilson can also play relatively well against this bad Denver uh, team. You know, similar to how Justin Fields did last week, you know, the, the entire offense stepped up, right? Including Khalil Herbert. So we can potentially see something similar here with the Jets, with the, with the Jets, right? Um, except it's Brees fucking Hall. So like he's like you compare him and Khalil Herbert. Herbert's great for Brees. This could be the week where he explodes. All right, at number eight, I have Derrick Henry against Indy. Uh, they're a good run defense, but for fantasy, this is a, a neutral matchup. Okay, uh, so he should be able to get it done here. I have Kyrie Williams at nine. He gets downgraded just a bit because of a nasty Philly rushing defense, but we know that this offense can move the ball through the air. We know that Sean Mavay loves to run the ball when he gets near the goal line. So I can see Kyron with a, you know maybe 15 touches in this game, but the red zone usage is really the key here for him. Brian Robinson's at number 10, the highest he's going to be in my rankings this year probably, maybe. I don't know. But you got to love him in this matchup against the Bears at home. The Bears are giving up the second most fantasy points to running backs this season. This could be a positive or neutral game script at the very least. So I'm not worried about him getting game scripted out of this game. Okay. 
I do like him and a lot of other players tonight on Underdog Fantasy. And if you guys aren't signed up with Underdog Fantasy right now, you're making a mistake, especially given all the fantasy knowledge that you have. All the fantasy knowledge that you have applies to your weekly lineups, right? And it can also apply to winning some money on Underdog Pick'ems. How does it work? You go pick a few players you like or don't like this week, you choose higher or lower, and then you stack them up into one entry for a chance to 20x your entry amount or even more. And right now, new users will get one of those picks for free. It happens to be Justin Fields for Thursday night. He only needs one yard in any way possible. And you have one of those picks taken care of for you on, you know, like a four or five pick entry. You can 10x or 20x or 30x or 40x your entry, depending on the picks that you the picks that you make. Okay. Sam Howell, you know, maybe more than one and a half passing touchdowns. If he throws for two passing touchdowns, you're good. Brian Robinson, we have him as a 10, top 10 running back. So more than 63 and a half rushing yards, that's very possible. And Terry McLaurin, if you choose to score, if you choose him to score a touchdown for you this week, you get an even bigger multiplier on that pick and you can end up winning more than 20x what you put in. Okay. There's five pickums that I have right now. There's Justin Fields scoring a rushing touchdown, which is like a crazy, this is a crazy entry. Okay. I'm not saying this is going to like win, but like this is something that I'm putting in. Because it's a 56x return. Okay. Justin Fields scoring a rushing touchdown. Brian Robinson over 63 rushing yards. Terry McLaurin scoring a touchdown. Sam Howell throwing for more than one and a half touchdowns. Hopefully one of those going to McLaurin. And then Khalil Herbert also scoring a touchdown on the Bears. So if I throw in a hundred bucks on that and I hit, that pays out fifty six hundred dollars. Okay. So by the way. New users also get their first deposit doubled up to $500. And in order to get the Justin Fields pick and that first deposit doubled, just use code UPPERHAND when you sign up on the Underdog Fantasy app. You can go to underdogfantasy.com or you can click the link in the description of this episode and make sure to use code UPPERHAND. I have Devon Aitchin at 11 against the Giants. Uh, Get him in your lineup. He seems like the 1A in this backfield right now. Jeff Wilson's not coming back this week. Good matchup, and he got goal line carries in week four. Okay, I have Raheem Mostert at 14, so a few spots down. I think he'll be involved enough. I don't think he completely goes away at all. This is a good offense against a bad defense. He should still get touches. David Montgomery against Carolina at home is up next. You know, similar thing with Brian Robinson here, right? Early down back who will have a good game script to work with. You know, to build on that volume, also get those goal line carries. He's, you know, you got to have him in your lineup this week based on how he played last week. The willingness to give him so many carries when they're up and in a positive game script, that's what you want, right? So the Panthers are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to running backs this year. We know their offense is not clicking uh, or at least doesn't have enough firepower, you know, especially with uh, Bryce Young behind center. So this is a situation where David Montgomery can get a bunch of carries once again. I have Aaron Jones at 13. He should be back to near 100% this week. He should get that workload against Vegas in a good matchup on Monday night. I mentioned Raheem Mostert's at 14. Joe Mixon's at 15 against Arizona. I think this is a good matchup for Mixon, um, but I'm just a little concerned that this offense hasn't been moving at all. Um, And he himself, you know, he hasn't created on his own too much this year either. Still an RB2 start, okay? I have Saquon at 16. I have no idea if he's playing this week or not. If he does play and he gets some full practices in, I'll move him up. Otherwise, I'll likely leave him around here, maybe a little bit higher if he's limited all week long. 
I have James Conner at 17, you know, who's been a surprise. He's been playing really well. Among 23 qualifying running backs so far this season, he's sixth in yards after contact per attempt, ninth in missed forced tackles per attempt, and his offensive line is helping him out too. And I think this has been the key, fourth in yards before contact per attempt. Going up against Cincinnati, who on the low, they're allowing the six most rushing yards to running backs and almost five yards per carry to the running back position. Okay, And if Arizona can hang with the big boys that they've just been hanging with lately, they might be able to hang with the second lowest scoring offense in the NFL. I have Jonathan Taylor at 18, but we'll see if he continues to get full practices in and they say he'll, you know, that if they say that he, he's going to play, like I might move him up. But at the same time, it's the first game back. Do they give Zach Moss, who's been efficient, by the way, yards of contact, that sort of thing. Do they ease JT in a little bit, right? That's my concern. So I can see that happening. I will likely have him in my lineup this week. I think I have to have it in my lineup this week if he plays. But this is definitely a tough matchup overall on the ground against the Titans. So a little bit of concern there. Okay. Guys, if you want to go take a look at the rest of the rankings, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, all the positions, flex, super flex. If you're trying to decide between two positions for your flex spot, all the rankings are up at upperhandfantasy.com. Our consensus rankings, my rankings, Zach's rankings, Tyler's rankings, it's all up there and more more access, all of that stuff, trade charts to help you out, make some trades this weekend. Go check it out, upperhandfantasy.com. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with Zach going over wide receivers and tight ends. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Later. Later.